with Paul Nassari on Radio 2BACR. And on the other end of this line, we've got uh, Daniel Roussel, the former Australian and Parba Cruiserweight champion. Welcome to the show, Daniel. Hi, Paul. Mate, I'm great, mate. It's good to have you on. Brother Justin come on uh, quite a few months ago. And it's good, yep. to, it's good to have you on. And like I ask, ask all the uh, viewers that come on here, how did Daniel Roussel get started in boxing? Mate, I was uh, 12 years old and lived, we lived about half an hour out of a small country town called Benalba and um, wanted to stay in town of an afternoon and my mate was boxing with his dad in the garage and I said, oh, I told mum I was going to start boxing. So that was it. I stayed in town of Benalba and so I went. Off, off you went, eh? Who started boxing first, you or Justin? Um, I did. I had, yeah. Um, yeah, I started about a month before him. It was, I had two fights, um, and then he come along. Yeah. yeah. Okay, now, you come to Sydney firstly to take up, to get a job riding horse in, horses, didn't you, mate? What, 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 what was the story there? Um, well, I was sort of in and out of boxing most of my career, I I, I started my first year, Paul, I had 11 fights, two wins, nine losses. And for a young bloke who sort of fancied himself a bit, like, <laughs> it was a bit, it was a bit rough to sort of start off with that sort of record. And, uh, like, uh, Justin was, he started off eight fights, eight wins, and so everyone was sort of, yeah, give me a stick, you know, at school and whatever, and my... My plan was to have more wins than losses, and my I had 19 wins and 19 losses when I won my first Australian title. Yeah, right. Um, wow. 89. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I decided to just start not long after that because I met Johnny Lewis there, and um, he went in the corner at the North Coast titles six months later, mm-hmm. and uh, first time he'd ever been in my corner and. I lost the first round of my first fight. I just turned senior. Yeah. And um, no training and thought I was just going to win it because I was the Australian champion. And, mm-hmm. um Lost the first round. I went back to the corner and Johnny, Johnny gave me a dressing down. He's, and I, I sat there and I thought, geez, that's Johnny Lewis. He's telling me, you know, like, wake up. He said, go out there. He said, he's dropping his left hand. He sit on him and knock him out. And I'd never knocked anyone out before and, I did 40 fights as a junior and yeah. I'd stop one bloke with body punches and anyway, I went out and sat on the bloke and threw left hand and I banged him with the right hand and knocked him out. Yeah. Was, wow. yeah, Johnny said, well, you're always welcome in my gym, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good story, that. So. But it was like 12 months later, yeah, I, just, I, um, I got a job at Ramwick yeah. and um, I decided to go down to Sydney. I was 18. Yeah, wow. Uh, I think it was... 90, early 92, I think, or 91. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. Memory's a bit rough, but yeah, I went to work for Graham Rogerson at Ramwick and um, Broken Racehorses. I was there for about yeah. five or six years. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so all up, all the all up the amateurs you had, you had a you had about 40 amateurs, did you? All up. No, no, I had up. Um, I had 40 as a junior, and then. Um, as a senior, I had 35, and um, like my junior record was half and half, really. And 
um, as a female in thirty five. Yeah. But I, once I got up uh, like a heavyweight, I was I was fighting pretty much novices, and I had a lot of fights. Yeah. They were always a lot stronger and bigger than me. But yeah. you know, if you got the, if you know how to box, you're right. Who's who's some of the amateur boxers you you, you fought back in the day? Some some. Um, uh, shit. Um, you just got me amateur boxers. Um, I got beat by Justin Crawford. Oh uh, yeah, was, you fought Justin. Or, he was wow. yeah, he was like in his in his sort of prime, and he yeah. was very. I wasn't fit actually when I fought Justin, but I won't make excuses. I was very. Uh, yeah, when he he was. He was a good fighter, Just. He was. Um, sure was. Yeah, but, but I, I basically stayed in the sport as an amateur just to support my brother. Like yeah. Justin was as good a fighter as like I'd ever seen. Mm. Like he was. He sure was. I sparred him that many times. I couldn't hit him. I used to cry with frustration. Like <laughs> he was. <laughs> like he was just that he something something extra, you know. Like um. Well, he was uh, he was slippery. Yours truly, he tried to hit him uh, in the state titles. I think it was eighty nine. I think I got I think I got two on him. He, he'll, he'll, he'll yeah, argue. Oh, you got two. He'll argue. <laughs> he always says that in the back of the head. I think. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you you turned pro in February nineteen ninety seven, and you had a good string of wins in your six pro fight. You won the New South Wales Cruiserweight title with a split decision over Heath Bolgem. Now I remember Heath. I actually boxed him quite a bit. Please tell us about that fight. That, he was a good boy, that one. Oh, Heath was tough as sure. tough as nails. Mm. Um, uh, I'd actually um, I sparred him when I was younger, like, yeah. um, and he was really like strong, and he was mature for his age. But I, I didn't really see him again until like all of a sudden I was in the pros, and yeah. he was he had like twenty two or twenty three fights for. For one loss or two, other two losses, I can't remember. But yeah. he was um, quite experienced as a pro, and he fought a few like twelve rounders. And yeah, I think. Uh, and that was my first step up because uh, like that? I've had sort of I stumbled through the first five pretty yeah. easy, and then yeah. bang, you're fighting you're fighting ten rounds, and it's against a seasoned fighter, and it was yeah, a tough fight. I remember Heath's trainer Dick Sparkman. I'm sure he was his trainer or one of his handlers. I'm sure it was, Dick. He ended up promoting uh, Dick Sparkman. Okay, in your ninth pro fight, you suffered your first pro loss to James Grimer. Can you remember that one? Uh, yeah. Um, I was I was sort of in and out of boxing. I was I was working on the doors in nightclubs, and I, I wasn't sort of putting everything into training. I was, yeah. I, when I when I decided to come back and fight again, I was it was spur of the moment. Yeah. Um, as was most of my most of my career, um, apart from the last sort of twelve eighteen months. Yeah. But um, I I sort of took I took the fight on three weeks' notice, and I was you know I probably yeah. thought I was in a bit better shape than what I was, but um, I, I went down below. I weighed in ninety five or ninety six kilo, yeah. and um, like. A few months later, I come back and fought at eighty six. Like it was yeah. sort of, I knew I, like I was out of shape. But James was a tough boy. But like, I went to Melbourne and fought him in his own, in his home ground, and I, I had a, a 
bright lime green pair of shorts. Yeah. And robe and um and they booed the they booed me <laughs> all the way into the ring. Oh, they like that. Like I was sort of Larrizing, and I, I thought I won. The, no, not Daniel Rouse, were you, Nick Larrizing, mate? I thought I won the fight pretty easy. Yeah. Like at the end of the fight, they said every judge give him yeah. like the fight. I was like, oh, okay, well, you got to cop them. Sometimes you, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Yeah, it's a tough gig in Melbourne, mate. Are you? No. I, I recommend anybody don't fight in Melbourne. <laughs> okay. No, it's. Yep. What about you? What about this one, Daniel? Um, see, we're digging back in your career here, and I vaguely remember this. But what about this? In July two thousand, you fought Paul Briggs. You lost by a technical decision. Please tell us about the reflection of that fight. Recollections of that fight, mate. I'm not to ever disrespect Paul, but um, like I, I got out of bed on I think a Wednesday or a Thursday. I, I, I was, uh, it was my first 12 round fight, and I was, I just started doing some work with Jeff Harding, and he was, yeah. um, he said, you got to do the 400 metre sprints, you got to do the 400 metre sprints, and it was about five, five, six days out from the fight, and I did a pad session, and I just, I felt like, oh shit, I'm bug- I'm tired, like I haven't done enough, and I, I went out and done four 400s, I spent the next three days in bed, like, yeah. Wow. It was like a bad flu come down. Anyway, I got out of bed and I went up there and, and I fought him because it was, I needed the money at the time. It was, um, oh, Bill Morty promoted winner take all, but yeah. we got five grand each. And, yeah. mate, I was getting 18 grand worth of sponsorship. Like, I chased, chased up the sponsors. I was pretty good, sort yeah. of, spooking in front of the mic after the fight. And, um, yeah, Paul was Paul come out hard. Like he had a reputation of knocking everyone out. He sure did. He was on the he, show quite a, quite a couple of months ago. He he come out hard, and he was like, he called me as a few, and I thought, oh well, he's, he's at least I'm in for a fight, and because I went in the fight cold, thinking I'd I better not warm up too much in case I run out steam early. <laughs> so I went in cold, and like third round, I just started to warm up, and I hit him with a couple of body shots, and I thought, oh. Well, We'll see how we go in the next few rounds. Like I, I was starting to get confident. Then I got a cut eye, and they went to the scorecards, and he was in front. Yeah, jeez, eh? That's a, life. Yeah. Life happens, mate. But Paul, um, I went on sparring for the next few years, and like yeah. it was always the same story. I was going up the Gold Coast, and there was too many sort of. Uh, distractions of the Gold Coast for me, and <laughs> I was turned up there in not the best shape all the time. And is it true to like say, like over three over three years, I probably sparred him uh, I don't know, eight or ten times, yeah. and he always got the better of me because I wasn't fit or I was whatever. Yeah. And um, and the last time I sparred him before I went to Paris, I got the better of him. So yeah. I'll I had one over. <laughs> is it true, Daniel Rouse will love the party a bit? Outside of the ring, yeah, mate. It was probably I wouldn't say my downfall. It was um, it was what sort of kept me fresh as well. But um, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah like uh, you got to you got to enjoy yourself. You got to have you fun. You do. And, you got to let your hair down. But yeah, yeah. I, went, I did. I did take it to the extreme, and mm. but boxing was never really. Um, like I said, I only really sort of put my head down and thought, okay, we'll see. It was always I'll see what happens. I'll just have this fight, and and then I just kept progressing, and 
um, all of a sudden I was in the top ten in the world. And, yeah, you did well, and, mate. I remember you coming up the ranks, mate. You yeah, well, so once, once you're in the top ten, you sort of got to place yourself for big yeah. fights. And, um, you know, I've, I've looked and I, I can honestly say up along the way, like Paul Murdoch was... Well, we're going to talk. We're going to talk about that one in your next fight. You fought Paul Murdoch for the Aussie Cruiserweight Championship. You stopped Paul in the ninth round. That must have been a great night. What's your memories of that fight? Eighth round. Um, Eighth round. Sorry, mate. It was another one that I trained. Like I was because a big fight, Australian title. Probably peaked about a week out from the fight. Yeah. But um, I went in there. I knew like I I trained that hard and I was fit. And if if anything, I always knew that if I kept the pressure on him, like um, you could find him out maybe later on. Mm-hmm. Um, the first fight of forty, I outboxed him pretty easy, yeah. and then and then the the other fight, the Australian title fight coming. It was the first time I ever I lost the first three rounds. Like mm-hmm. he ja- got me with jabs that I've never got caught with, and. Mm. I was sort of started, like I was getting a bit frustrated, but I just kept coming at him and um, fitness prevailed and mm. and uh, got him in the end. Okay, you defended your Aussie Cruiserweight Championship for f- three times and in December twenty in December 2001, you won the Parba Cruiserweight Championship with a third round KO over Sam Louie. What's your recollections yep. of that fight? He's your bloody book. You've boxed well, mate. Um, so Sam Lurie, I just actually not long come off the fight with uh, Laurie Tuas. I'll give Laurie a mention. He's um, probably one of the toughest, probably my best fight I had. Yeah. Um, on paper, it looked like um, a split decision, but I, like in the fight, I honestly thought I, I'd done it comfortably without um, being great. I was like, I sort of he got me a few good body shots and. I hit a bit of a brick wall in the fourth round. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was uh, that was a tough fight. But then I come through to fight Sam Louie and, um, yeah, stop Sam. He was dangerous, good yeah, puncher. Yeah, sure was. Um, but I was on fire then. i just come back. Uh, I'd done a bit of work with Costa at the Institute. Yeah. And um, I was lucky enough to, to go to the Institute of Sport twice with Costa. Yeah, so, like, that's great. Huh? Many, yeah. Good. Good stuff, mate. So, you defended your Parma Cruiserweight Championship four times. This led to your final fight in 2003 against the undefeated Valerie Brudov in France. You were stopped in the first round. What went wrong, mate? Yeah, um, yeah it was the end of a long year. I had yeah. six fights. I just promoted um, my second show, which I fought on. Yeah. And I, I, I actually, I went out on a bit of a bender after the fight. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. And, and uh, and then, I, like, all of a sudden, I get a phone call. I, I, like, I won't say, like, how big the party was, but that he, three we- I got three weeks' notice to go to Paris and fight for elimination for a world title yeah. to fight Virgil Hill, who yeah. I sparred with. I was lucky enough to spar with in yeah. Sydney when, um, with Johnny. And mm. um, I just thought that that would be a great story, whether, whether or not I could beat Virgil, I, I didn't know much about Brudov, mm. just that he was a good puncher. And um, but I, I knew that if it come down to a, to a war, that I'd be like I'd be okay. And yeah, but I went over there. I, I took Justin and Tyson, my two brothers, and um, 
you know, in the end, it was probably a mistake, but I, um, like I, I got over there a week before the fight and busted my ass to get down to the weight and um, come in 189 and a half, just under cruiser weight. And then he gets on the scales and 199 and a half. And like, I was blown up, you know, what's going on? The next thing the promoter had a power over the, the, the American um, WBA official and they come back and said, oh, no, the weight's changed, it's 200 pounds. So I, I give away 10 pounds to start, but I mean, that's no, that's no excuse either. But they, um, yeah. But to go into a foreign country, like, um, I just wasn't really prepared. I never had enough, like, going overseas and fighting under those conditions. Like, I, um, they did everything to beat us, and it was just, like, they took us to the fight 11 hours before the fight, um, had us down three stories under the Paris Stadium in a little room, and... Um, all of a sudden, they're saying, like, um, all the tricks yeah, yeah, gloves, gloves on, and I didn't warm up. I just went in cold, and, and that's what happened. Just got clipped, and, okay. Um, okay, yeah, mate. it was only, it wasn't long to go in the round, but it was only punch you hit me with. Yeah, jeez. Like first shot he hit me with, and it sat me on my ass, and um, Justin and Tyson thought I was going to get hurt. I got, I got back up and beat the count, but yeah. um, they threw in the towel. And that was your that was your last one, wasn't it, mate? Your, that was your last one. You're happy to walk away, mate, from it after that. You give it your all. You're well, happy. I, I never, I never really retired. I, um, you got to say it here on radio, Daniel. Daniel Russell has retired. You. <laughs> yeah, you know, no, no, I, um, I understand that now. I guess I have, but um, not too many people know that 2016, I. Um, I came back, I was working in um, a place called Weewall, breaking in horses. Yeah. And I seen on Facebook there was a tough man competition, yeah. 50,000 winner take all. And I was like five or six weeks out, and I thought, oh, yeah, I'll have a crack at that. And um, trained myself and went to the tough man and um, was open rules, punches, kicks and knees. And, yeah. and I fought a Muay Thai, 21-year-old Muay Thai fighter. I was 30. Um, no, no, I was 43 at the time, I think, yeah, 2016, yeah, 43, and um, I fought a uh, 21-year-old Muay Thai fighter, and um, first round he got me with a knee in the chest and fractured my rib cartilage, and um, couldn't breathe, and, but I'd, I'd sort of come back in the second round, and I'm knocking him out in the third, and... Um, but I couldn't go through the next fight with a broken rib. Mm, okay. But um, shit happens, you know. It was it, sort of like I was probably thinking I needed a bit more sparring and I needed a few other things. Yeah. But um, I'll tell you what, mate. Daniel Rouse will won't die wondering, will you, mate? No, mate, it's like you, you only get one go at life. And yeah. Really, you know, things like... But I was, I was lucky enough not only to, to be blessed with, you know having the run in the sport that I had, but to come through under the, like, behind my brother, who was, like, one, arguably one of the yeah. best fighters, well, one of the best I've ever seen. Yeah. And, mm. and I was just lucky to come through behind him and sort of, yeah. you know, he, he paved the way for me, really. Everyone said, oh, you're in his shadow or whatever, but I never yeah. ever seen <laughs> it like that. I always thought I was lucky, you know? Yeah. Mate, um, it, it would have been it would have been the toughest opponent you fought. 
Um, oh, you know, you'd say Rudolph, but I, like I thought you might have. I said never that. really got. A, I never really got a chance to to see like where the fight was going to go. Like yeah. um, one punch got me cold, and so I found it happens sometimes. So, yeah. but um, Laurie Tuasa was tough. He was, wasn't he? Um, he was. He just kept coming. Um, Paul Smallman was a, was a warrior. He was probably. Yeah. I fought him. Um, three times. Um, the second fight was like I was trying to get down to light heavy and like went into a wall with him. It was yeah. like one of the hardest fights I'd ever had. Yeah, but, he was um, tough too. Geez, you're 14. He, he, he was a real warrior. Like he went mm. in half fit sometimes, but he 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 surprised me the second fight when he was fit. Yeah. We went 12 rounds. I've still got a few lumps on my head now from that. <laughs> Mate, who's, who's some of the sparring partners you're sparring in your pro career? I mean, you, you boxed the best, mate. Um, you you, you oh, jumped oh, in with Harding quite a bit, didn't you? Um, mate, I sparred Jeff once. Did you? Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, was, Jeff it was making a comeback against, uh, uh, what was his name? It was a lot. Anyway, he was coming back to fight Andres. an American fellow. Andres? No, no, it was a bit past his okay. prime, and so was Jeff. Um, what was his name, the, Oh, he's a black American. It'll, um, it'll come to us after we get off the radio. Yeah, right? yeah, well, <laughs> um, but Jeff wasn't going that good, and he was. But he'd been trained up in Newtown, and um, that day Jeff Fennick and all the crew came in, and there was Jeff was in sparring with me, and I got to like I was actually inside, and I was thinking, this is that easy that it's not funny, but yeah. instead of me. Giving him a touch up, which most most of the blokes that like that I'd sparred through my career were didn't really care in sparring. They, they'd take your head off if they had yeah. a chance, if yeah. you're weak. Mm. And um, but I, I just thought, no, here he is. He's he's, he's coming back. On, you know, and I was just I started letting him work, and I was I said, come on, like I was making it like I was sort of being aggressive, but he was and let, letting him go good and then Fanny got involved and they were clapping and they were saying come on Jeff and <laughs> it was one of the best things yeah. I'd been involved with at yeah. Newtown and yeah. Johnny Lewis after the spa he said thanks Danny he said I'm mate he said Danny <laughs> he said mate I'm that proud of your son because yes. he, he knew exactly what, yes, what like I did Johnny mate. yeah I was um, yeah that's another like I was blessed to have Trained under like arguably the best trainer yeah. Australia's ever had. I agree with you, um, buddy. I, I had a lot of people through my career actually try to poach me, like trainers, yeah. and they'd say, "Oh, mm. Lewis is he only does the p- pads and basic yeah. pads, this and that." Like, and I said to Johnny one day, "I said, Johnny, you know, like, why do you always do the repeat stuff? One, two, the basics." And he said, "Danny," he said. When you're in the eighth or ninth round, son, and you're completely gone, you're buggered, what are you going to remember? <laughs> Basics. I love that. You hands know, up, right? hands yeah. up, chin down. It's don't, you know, like, don't, let, don't let, let your hands away from your chin. Yeah. Just keep them there. And 
It's pretty, yeah. it's pretty well said in it, mate. When you look into that, that's so true. It's, mate, it's, I was fortunate enough to have two fights under Johnny, and I'm glad I did. Did you have two fights under Johnny? Yeah, yeah? I did, mate. I've seen you down there. Um, you, you popped in a couple of times, yeah, but I, I had two under Johnny. Um, 93 it was. Yep. 93. Just, Justin Rousel heard I was coming to the gym and he took off back to casino, mate. Oh, he left, that's right. You <laughs> went for a spell. <laughs> I know he's listening. Did you spar, did you, were you lucky enough to spar Costa? Yeah, boxing day in, day out there at a stage. I'm, I'm, I've am i still got my brains, mate, just. I sparred him twice. Yeah, um, I, I boxed him The first time I was, I, was, I was in there and I was boxing real good at the time and I jabbed his head off for the first two yeah. minutes and I was like thinking... How good am I going? Next thing, <laughs> I sort of woke up and like he had hold of me. He's going, "You okay? You okay?" Yeah. And I, I was out like for like I don't know a couple of seconds. Yeah. And he had hold of me. He was holding me up. <laughs> he had this. He had this sneaky uppercut that he used to sit it on your chest. Yeah. And he just mm. throw it like two inches. Mm. Bang. Yeah. And he got me. I was like, Bang. I didn't even see it. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, so after you've retired, what have you been up to? We're just about coming to the end of this interview, buddy. It's been great. What have you been up to, mate, since you keep boxing? Oh, I left. Oh, sort of. I went a bit wild after I stopped I, boxing in Sydney. I heard you um, went wild. What did you go wild I, for, mate? What's. What, oh, I just, buddy. You, you're well, all right boxing, now? You, you're, I'll t- yeah, I'll tell you what, mate. Boxing sort of gives you no limit. Like, you. Yeah. You're, sort of think you're invincible and yeah, you, um, like us, Shannon Taylor, you, yeah, you know, like people guy. like that, you're actually not, Shannon's a good friend of mine and yep. but he, you know, like, you know, you get, you get so caught up in things and and you just want, you think you're invincible, you think yeah. you can, you know, nothing can stop you, like, um, that's probably the thing I hated about boxing, but um, Mate, look, on it, the other hand, I loved it because it's, yeah, it's, a, it's a young man. Like nothing's, nothing's, there's nothing you can't do if you've if you've been twelve rounds with a quality with quality opponents. Like there's nothing you can't do. Yeah, I like that. Mate, yeah. end, the end of Rocky Three was it? Um, I think Apollo says to Rocky, "Too bad we got to get old." Remember that that line. Too bad we yeah, well, get the age thing mate. does yeah it comes in um like <laughs> in the last twelve months I've I've had a son. Oh, um, congratulations! I've mate. had what a little you, boy. What you call you him? Know, little Daniel. Daniel oh, Sean. Beautiful. He was born the second of the second, twenty twenty. Yeah. And um, mate, he's he gets me out of bed every morning. He's like, oh, he's beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like. I waited until 37 to have a kid. I, yeah. I don't, I had no right, children. And yeah. um, I sort of was starting to think I wasn't going to. And, Good on you, mate. Um, kids are the best, mate. Yeah, I was, I was lucky enough up. too. And he Good walks around. He's, he's got a set of favourite gloves. He's oh, only 13 no. months. He's going to be a boxer. He, he gets up in the morning, runs out and puts them on and walks around, buddy, hitting <laughs> them together. And, Hey, <laughs> we got. I, I got. Um, I'm in Bogadilla. I'm right yeah. up in the country. I got mm-hmm. um, six horses in the backyard, and, and uh, we just had eight pups. So, mate, um, he gets up every morning, goes out and plays with the pups and the dogs yeah. and the uh, horses, and yeah, that's okay. that's my life now, mate. It's a yeah. little bit of a change from the fast yeah. life in Sydney. And, yeah, good on you, Daniel. Kids will slay you up, mate, I'll tell you. Well, look, Daniel, it's been absolutely great having having you on the show, mate. Thank you so much for coming on, Daniel Rousel. No, no 
I, I just want to share, give a shout yeah, out. Yeah, go uh, for it, buddy. Hey, Glenn Kelly, Carly Meehan, they were like superstars. I was lucky enough to be involved with them. Yeah. They might be listening out there. Cowboys probably listening. Yeah. Uh, I've had all, them, got, all them guys the on. Show, but I've had them all on this show, them guys you just mentioned. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was lucky enough to be involved with some of the best. And, like, um, you sure were. Yeah, um, no, I'm up here. I, was, I, I won't say that I'm I'm uh, I'm going to get involved in boxing again really soon. But I'm just I might get involved with. It. We've had a bit of trouble in the town here and with some youth. And yeah. um, you know, I think that like back in the old days, the boxing gym was what sorted all that trouble out. It sure, it sure um, did, didn't it? Like um, I don't know, maybe I think the government's got to put a little bit more money back into PCYCs and stuff, and yeah. if they want the trouble off the streets, I reckon they, I reckon they should, mate. Well, look, Daniel, it's been good talking yep. to you, buddy. Mate, pleasure, we, Paul. Thank we, you very much. We will meet again one day, mate. I hope. Yeah, cheers, buddy. See you later, mate. It's been See great. You, mate. See ya, Daniel. Bye, mate. All right, mate. Bye, bye. And that was Daniel Rousewell. Brother of Justin Rousewell, what a great fighter he was.